0: All right, this one is good and new. Yes, another new podcast guest. Sometimes I'm fearful that I'm going to run out of people to talk to, and then I realize that's a silly, silly thought pattern, scarcity mindset, and I need to change it into abundance. And today's conversation was fruitful and abundant as we talked about something that I had never put this exact language to. Have you ever heard of partnership marketing for your business? Not influencer marketing, not having a partner, though we talk about both. It's partnership marketing. Well, today's guest, Dustin Reichman, we go into all of the details, tons of different examples, from e commerce brands to local experiences to huge platforms like stages and conferences like Grow Your Business for God's Sake, which is coming up soon. We hope you have your tickets at growforgod.com. But he was phenomenal. I love that his experience started in the way that it did as a ministry, because you know I believe ministry is business, business is ministry, and it has evolved into a seven-figure business and also a coaching business around this concept of partnership marketing. So you're not going to want to miss it. Stay all the way till the end, because I thought the conversation was dying. I thought we were going to close out, and then it ramped back up. So it was really awesome to spend time with Dustin, to learn his heart about giving and serving and really supporting people. And that's how many of his partners have stayed by his side, even his wife of 21 years. So stay tuned, enjoy, be sure to follow us both on all the platforms. And get into simplesuccesscoaching.com where you can find all of these other elements, specifically the Fire Creek snacks. I'm about to get my hands on some for my hubby and all my babies in their lunchbox. All right. This is not a paid advertisement from Dustin Reichman. This is just the podcast with Tamara Andres, who loves to promote the people on her show. Let's partner, y'all. Give me a call. All right. Bye. Enjoy. Welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast. Fit Well, hello, hello. Excited to be here with you guys again today. We're like four seasons in, maybe like 300 episodes or something. It's no big deal, but it's very fun, and it doesn't get old for me. And as you can tell, my energy stays high, mainly because of that song. I'm really grateful to have dance moves before we go live. And I'm here dancing in the back screen, the green room, with Dustin Reichman, who is now live with you guys. So, Dustin, thanks so much for hanging and dancing with me.
1: Absolutely, Tamara. I'm on a lot of shows. You get the hands-down award for best intro.
0: Yes. Oh, my designer is going to love that. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be able to not only serve that energy out the gate, but also for people to get to see like who all has been on the show and your face will make its debut across there at some point. And it's neat. Even as I was looking to your own trailer and seeing you and what you've done through the coaching world, we could have put all of your other brands on there too. Cause y'all, he has <laughs> Three different brands, and he's not just doing it from a perspective of "oh, I built this thing." They are currently live, doing phenomenal. One is at seven figures already, and so we're here not only with someone who has a shared uh, heart, but also a shared lens on business. That's what Fit and Faith is all about.
1: Absolutely, yeah. You've uh, you described it well. It's a multi-passionate, I guess you could say. Yeah. Maybe a uh, maybe. I guess that would be a healthy way to say it. But yeah, three brands.
0: People think that they can't do that, right? So I'd love to hear like not only the evolution of you as a human in that experience, but also you as the entrepreneur, because a lot of people think, you know, there there must be something supersonic about you that I just can't, right? There's no way I could do what he's done. And so I'd love for you to take us on that journey, wherever you want to get started.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And uh, maybe these very different and disparate <laughs> businesses will uh, will make sense, a little bit of context of my background and my story. So my professional background is actually in engineering. So I did that, had a professional career for 17 years uh, doing consulting engineering. And during that time, I kind of discovered I had this entrepreneurial itch to scratch. And my very first brand, which anyone watching on the video can see behind me, uh, is Engaged Marriage. And uh, also, in keeping with the theme of your show and, and where our hearts are, this grew out of, yeah, this, this, I've been married <laughs> for 21 years now. Uh, but yes. th- this grew out of, uh, out of marriage ministry that my wife and I were doing early on in our marriage. So we were married in 2001 and pretty quickly we were kind of recruited into helping with marriage retreats and helping with marriage preparation and, and talking about healthy sexuality and some topics that other, uh, some of the older couples on these teams didn't want to talk, talk about (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, but you know, we were doing that kind of in church basements and you know, kind of that, that old school way. And we thought there's gotta be a way to share this, share our own story online. This is back in 2009 is when that brand engaged marriage started kind of back in the heyday of blogging. And and so I was writing frequently, end up writing a book and did some speaking and you know, that business though, to your point still exists today. It's obviously more passive than when we were building it in the beginning, but um, yeah, but now it's a membership site, um, digital courses, and you know, we help, help a lot of couples still uh, with our, with our message there. But that was, that kind of was my bridge into digital marketing and really getting online and in building that business and learning what I was learning and taking on marketing consulting clients. That was basically my leap out of engineering uh, in early 2018. And, one of my clients uh, that i that i was helping locally was a butcher shop and uh, i met the the third generation owner we had very similar values and and ambitions and families and so we got to know each other pretty well and i was helping him with his local businesses and growing those and he said you know i've got this brand it's called fire creek snacks and i really want to bring it online because it was only like a basically a local brand at that time and i said we can try that um so i built a shopify store for the first time and uh, basically created an e-commerce business uh, with, with my partner, Ryan. And that was in 2018. Uh, really got, became a partner in that brand 2019. And that's the seven-figure business you alluded to earlier. So um, pretty unique in that we grew it without paid ads to seven oh, figures. Wow. Um, wow. It, for an e-commerce brand, it was pretty unique. That's
0: impressive, and,
1: yeah. Yeah, and kind of doing that out in public uh, and doing things like this, podcast guesting, other strategic partnerships... Uh, basically a lot of inbound interest grew. And that's where my whole coaching business came from, which is the third brand, uh, Simple Success Coaching. Mm-hmm. And so that that's really been around for a couple of years now, basically helping people with mostly partnership marketing and like basically this whole model that that we used for Fire Creek Snacks. And yeah, so that kind of takes us to today and how I ended up here with you sharing the, the story behind all three of these businesses and my personal life uh, that of course,
0: yeah, wrapped
1: around all of it together.
0: So. Now, do you guys have kiddos too?
1: Oh, yeah. We have three yeah, kids. So
0: kids in the middle, right? I think a lot yeah. of people forget like this is not just the business track. It's like the knowing that life is happening in the midst of these things continuing to to transpire. And I love like even just the time frame, like you were in a, a full time job while doing ministry, right? Which a lot of people think that that's generally how it works. Now you got to evolve into that business being ministry and that's still consistent while also creating like a duality in this partnership. What was it, your partner's name again? Uh, Ryan. Ryan, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of beauty to how God works in and through us activating our passions and saying yes to what he's been giving. And he made a way for all of those things to transpire. It's not like you were going out to like, create the engaged marriage concept or to go out and create this partnership. It just happened. It sounds like.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, in hindsight, it's easy to see how these dots connect, but if you had asked me in 2008, you know, <laughs> I would have thought yeah. I was going to be an engineer the rest of my life and did the 9 right. to 5 thing. And uh, yeah, but something different was put on my heart and I've tried to answer those doors as they, as they get opened each time, walk through them and see what happens. And I'm, you know, in hindsight, I'm very, obviously very glad and have been super blessed with these businesses and all the relationships that really grow out of the business, which is one of my core values. And one of the things that really drives me is relationships. Yeah. And again, it kind of goes back to how we even do marketing. It's all really relationship driven at the companies that I'm involved in.
0: Which is so cool. So if you were to have like an umbrella cultural understanding, I mean, it, it was premised from that from the beginning, just from the marriage relational piece, right? And yeah. I speak often around the element that like, if you really want to see someone's you know, fruit, that's what you're looking for, right? Is the healthy fruit of their life. And people will generally say like, oh, they have a seven-figure business, therefore they must have all the things, right? Everything is great, fine dandy. But we know statistically that those who are making a lot more money, they can be actually running away from marriages. They can be running away from the responsibility and the role of being a father. They can be running away from relationships of all different genres even those of partnerships because money takes priority and so i love that the the premise has been relationships because out of that everything grows
1: absolutely i mean it's, there's a lot of truth in the statement that you know a lot of people are trying to fill a god sized hole in their heart with material possessions whether it be business yeah. success or material things like i said um so, yeah, again, I feel very blessed that all of this came out of trying to serve first and trying to really just be transparent and vulnerable and, and you know, li- give people a real view inside our actual life and how messy it was. And, you know, the fact that we were in marriage ministry, really, if anything, we were in it because of the mess we had, you know, and yeah, it was, it, it, that's, totally. that's why God draw, drew us into. It. And I always said, we're up here talking to you guys, not as any kind of ideal couple, like. We're here because we need it way more than you do. And so the way okay. God has chosen to, to help us is to have us go teach other people. And in that process, you know, we kind of have to pay attention to our own household and what we're doing in our own relationships.
0: That's incredibly powerful. And I think not something people think to even consider doing, but similar in coaching, you know, like the thing that you are coaching about or is like in the the forefront of your mind is generally the thing you're working on in your own business. And so it's easy for you to speak to. It's easy for you to have conversations around because you're like, I really need to fix my systems. Oh, I'm a systems coach. Really? (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) And, and maybe there's like that element of truth that like, yes, you've gone further. So you're just helping them come along. Um, I think it's Brendan Burchard who speaks about you only have to be like 10% ahead of the person behind you that you're training. Or if you're looking at it from a book's perspective, just a chapter ahead and they need that chapter. And it's good because we're not as far removed from that thing. And therefore we really can speak directly into it. But, I love when I was reading through your site and seeing everything that you've developed, one, that you've actually done the thing that you're speaking to, which is very important. Um, It's not just something you've read through osmosis and received, right? Um, And I think that there's power to that education as well. But it wasn't until I started and stopped 10 businesses that I was able to ever raise my hand confidently and say, I think I should be a business coach, (laughs) not because (laughs) I have a seven figure business, but because I know how to succeed beyond what is all of the failure points or the obstacles that can come up and this one is working and i and i'm so grateful for that but i want to hear about this partnership concept because you've alluded to it it's on your site as like one of the main reasons why you do what you do and how you do what you do it's this actionable 90-day plan based in partnership marketing so talk to us about that a bit
1: absolutely i'm i'm glad you asked of course but uh, partnership marketing can kind of be a nebulous term. So people, there are like corporate titles that they're partnership managers. And a lot of that's more of a B to F- B to B kind of an affiliate relationship. When I talk about partnerships, it's really looking for opportunities to have your message on someone else's platform and talk to your ideal audience that way. Um, and then a win, win, win relationship or a win, win, win scenario. So podcast guesting is actually an excellent example of partnerships and there are many others, but in like this scenario, you know, a win for me as a brand owner is getting to share my message, getting to share what's on my heart. Maybe there's someone listening who needs some help with partnership marketing and they reach out, right? A win for your audience is hopefully they learn something from this episode. They get some actionable advice. They maybe get inspired by a story or they find something that they can relate to. And of course, a win for you as you have a good guest and they have fresh content. It grows your platform and it grows your download. So just looking for that win, win, win is kind of prerequisite number one. And then the other thing I find as, the person initiating these partnerships is to always try to give first and always try to be of service first. And that, when I look back, that's kind of been the common theme among everything I've done, including the three businesses that survived. I mean, to your point, I've done other things too, but these are the three that are active.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Thanks for your honesty.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's the reality, I think, for any entrepreneur and for the fire Creek snacks, as an example, that, that that's, that became a business partnership, which I guess you could say is like the ultimate form, but the way that we do marketing too Is always been in that win-win-win relationship-driven world. So a lot of podcast guesting in that sense. We have a physical product. So one of the things that's really helped us is um, subscription box placements. So that would be another form of partnership, you know. So a win for us is getting exposure to our ideal audience and getting our uh, our meat sticks in people's mouths because that's our best way to market that product. The win for the subscription box owner is they're typically getting a free or reduced cost and they, you know, they get to provide something new to their customers. And obviously a win for their customers is they get to discover new brands. They get to discover what might be their new favorite snack. And uh, so it's just like no one loses, you know, in that scenario, it's a way to do marketing that elevates all three parties. And that's really what I'm always looking for, um, whether it be a local or online or, you know, uh, there's lots of different contexts for it. But uh, that's in a sense what partnership marketing means in the way that I'm using it.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting because obviously you could go a thousand different ways from that. I immediately, when I read it, was thinking of like influencer marketing Yeah, and I worked for a company um, that that sold mattresses. And then from that company, we designed our nursing bra and we at one point paid someone $15,000 for one Instagram post for her to like kind of not so great. This is pre-Jesus, so forgive me, lean over (laughs) a bed and display the bed. Literally. 15 grand. And she was worth every penny because we sold a lot of mattresses after that. And I think through like, is it a win, win, win? Yep probably, but not maybe so ethically. And so I was really excited to hear you talk about subscription boxes because I know that some people land those really well. They work awesome. And especially with the size of what it is that you're giving. And y'all, if you're not familiar with meat sticks, that might sound disgusting, but as a health nut, we have plenty of them floating around our house. So I'm excited to try fire Creek sticks um, here soon and all the different flavors that you guys have. But it's it's a healthy, um, organic, natural way to have it, whether it's dehydrated. Is it dehydrated?
1: It's not actually dehydrated. Think of it more like a smoked, like an old-fashioned smoked sausage sort of as okay. uh, the way it's prepared. So it's a smoked product, not okay, really so- dehydrated. Um, but yeah, so it's like a healthy slim jim is what most people would just would, would yes, kind of call a spade. Um, but yeah, no slim no artificial jim. ingredients, no allergens. So it's it's a much different breed than uh, some of those old-school kind of gas station snacks that people think of.
0: Yeah. But great. Like we really love them for taking them out on the boat and then also to put in the kids' lunch boxes because then I don't have to worry about like, we like lunch meat and all that junk. So definitely have to get our hands on that. So I want to hear like from the development of somebody coming to you and working alongside you, are they coming to you because they have products? Are they coming to you because they love the idea of partnership marketing? Like what's their interest in coming to you specifically?
1: Yeah, most people that come to me are looking for marketing help, um, usually marketing strategy, I'm feeling stuck, we've plateaued, where you know, the, the channel that we're using is not working anymore, or, you know, it's just those sort of issues that come up. So, and I, my whole goal is to simplify things. That's why it's called simple success coaching. So kind of help them unpack things and put it back together in a simpler way. In something that they feel ownership in and they can take action on. So when I first started doing coaching and really getting into this world, and as you mentioned, like kind of front and center on my side, it's like I'm not I'm not someone who learned from a coach how to do coaching. So I can sell so coaching, like I've formed these businesses yes. and, and like that's yes. really so I'm always trying to use real world examples and case studies and giving people kind of shortcuts based on myself and, and previous client work. But as I started doing that what? you know when you're a hammer everything looks like a nail right so i i uh i was out doing the fire creek snacks marketing a lot of podcast guesting subscription boxes and other partnerships so as i started doing these 90-day plans with people inevitably they became some sort of partnership marketing plan because that's just kind of where my brain goes and it's really attractive to people as a business owner because most of these are free i mean to your point there are things like affiliate deals influencer marketing deals where you, you can pay to play Um, There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We're typically able to find strategies for a specific business that don't cost anything other than, you know, the entrepreneur's time and creativity. Um, And and that's really that's that's really why people would come to me typically because they're stuck. They need some strategic help. They may not realize it's a marketing problem. But a lot of times we can we can fix a lot of issues with better marketing and with just more efficiency in the way that they're uh, they're tackling their day to day operations, too.
0: Yeah. And and I think too, like a a huge element of partnership marketing that people might not think of, which is really the predominant thing you're speaking to from the first, second, third win you choose. uh, The community sharing of partnerships is so powerful because whether they have a massive email list you now have. So you're like, oh, I'm just getting started. I have 20 emails and half of them are my mom's secondary emails, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you get to like partner with a company who has 40,000 emails and maybe you get to get three blasts on those. What do they get out of it? Well, now you've just given them subscription box inserts for however long and they, they need that extra stuff to fill it out. And so You are actually borrowing someone's community no different than he's borrowing my community right now to talk about these different businesses. And so that part I think is the most powerful, but something people don't speak to enough in the conference world or the event hosting world, which I do, is the necessity of partnering from a speaker perspective. And so I I partner with you as a fellow speaker to have a podcast. That sounds easy and no big deal. But when I'm doing it from a conference perspective or even from a coaching perspective, we call our coaching clients partners, one, because I'm learning from the people I partner with every single day and client to coach feels like there's a hierarchy. And like, I don't claim to know more than you in all the things in coaching and business development, probably but I learn from people all the time and simultaneously that it's the partnership that comes through collaboration in order for us to share a stage. I'm not making a stage for a speaker to just go up on stage and do what they do best. I'm doing it to partner with them because I believe in their message. I believe in their mission and I want to share communities. So people, if they presented this stuff like it that you are right now, I've never said all of these words together or thought about it from this language. It's really so much easier to approach someone and say, Hey, do you want to work together? Versus feeling like they would never, right? The limiting beliefs come to people all the time right. when they think about partnerships. I'm sure Ryan even had that thought. Like, this guy's gonna think I'm crazy. He's not gonna want to partner with me. I'm gonna have to ask him for money because I'm sure part of that partnership is investment or buy-in, whether it was resources of time, energy, expertise, or finances talk to me about like just your thought pattern on partnerships in a, in a grandiose way beyond just like the, how you guys had done it initially.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, you touched, you touched on a lot of, uh, really powerful ideas there. So yeah, for fire Creek, another example would be like, like to your point, like co-branded, um, collaborations or, you know, like even like a, a branded giveaway. So Ooh, you know, we yeah. would do, we've been on things like a camping giveaway. So, you know, we're the snack brand, that's feature, but maybe someone's donating a tent and someone's cool. got a sleeping bag. And then we all get to share in the emails that come from that. You know, there's some agreements there with the promotions. Some of those, you know, in, in that case, you can get a lot of emails. They may not be all that, uh, warm, but there's, you know, uh, a, a strategies to kind of filter through that and, and, and sift out the people who really are interested in our brand specifically. So that's been really powerful. Um, and I think even we'll talk, let's talk about like the business partnership a bit with Ryan since you mentioned that. So my approach to that was uh, again, always to give first. So when I, when I went into that butcher shop and I didn't know who he was, I'd never heard of fire Creek or whatever. I was in there with my wife, like picking up burgers yeah, like for shopping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was just shopping. I was, but I, I was like, this is a really cool place. And I found out that like someone I went to high school with was an investor in it, And I got an introduction to Ryan that way, but I didn't go into it saying, hire me for marketing. I said, Hey, uh, have you ever thought about doing this kind of meat bundle? Because I saw it you know in another in another area. I think it'd be really attractive in our community because we're kind of in a in a nice, like family-friendly neighborhood area here. And I, I knew it would be like a very attractive thing for family. So that's a great idea. I said, also on your website, it doesn't seem like you have any kind of email list, you know, but you've got this VIP club like in store, like loyalty club. I was like, you want me to add that? You know? So I I did all this, I did that for free. And he's like really impressed. He says, This is really cool. Um, so they hired me and was paying me, you know, good money to help them with this brick and mortar shops. And then we came with, came to me with the fire Creek online idea. I said, I don't know. I'll build a Shopify store for free. Like you basically pay for the hosting and the Shopify fees, but I'll learn it as I'm going and no guarantees. And so I did that for free. And then I, the first thing we did was market to the email list that I created, um, and just kind of get <laughs> proof awesome. of concept and, uh, and it worked. And so. Eventually I I said, you know, I could do this as like a revenue share thing. So I was just getting like 5% of the sales. It wasn't a a lot of money, but that grew into, yeah, an invitation, you know, maybe six months later to become a partner. And then eventually at a small level, and then eventually that led into, you know, basically we're equal partners now in the, in the business. But so it was an evolution. It was a relationship. I talk about business partnerships, especially are very much like marriages in that, you know, there's gotta be that level of trust, that level of transparency. The communication is absolutely core. Um, and with that, there's a, a level of intimacy that develops over time, right? For it's sure. like at first we're kind of on a coffee For date sure. and then maybe we're going, like, going steady and going to trade shows yes. together, you know, whatever, um, until we actually form a partnership and we agree that we basically have a contractual obligation to each other. So um, I don't know if that was a tangent or if that was helpful, no, but like, I mean, that's I think how I see the business
0: on.
1: partnerships going yeah. And it's, there's a lot of parallels there to marketing relationships. Obviously, you don't typically go as deep with just a marketing relationship, right. although you could if you had a yeah. really good partner that was like the perfect collaboration, like that could be an ongoing thing that that yeah. um, you really feed each other's companies synergistically, you know, over yeah. time.
0: Too. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much to this. I hope people are taking notes or at least processing, like thinking outside of the box on how they're approaching marketing and to know that you didn't do any paid ads. So I know paid ads are like a nemesis of so many of my clients. We've yeah. even utilized them for the conference that we hosted last year. And it was like, just sucking you dry and nothing is coming out of it. And the reason nothing is coming out of it, y'all, is because of the exact foundation of what he's talking about here is people, especially now, I believe more so than ever with this post-COVID world, want relationships. Yes, want They want to they relate with you. So relatability is powerful, but they also want to communicate with you. And they don't want you to be a bot. And they don't want you to be lacking humanity or vulnerability, not fake vulnerability, which is also something that people have to work on in the coaching community. I'm like, do not <laughs> air your dirty laundry. You can share your story without making somebody like kind of grotesque or or uh, opinionated in a way that they shouldn't be towards you because we're not meant to share our testimony in that way. And so I just want, I just really hope that you guys are thinking through what are some other par- partnerships opportunities for your business that makes sense um, beyond what you generally think of and ads can be not the right way for that. Yeah.
1: I mean, and if it helps just a few other examples, cause I get asked yeah. pretty often, well, yeah, I get it. Like you can go do podcast guesting. You can find the right target market yeah. there and you can do that very consistently. There's lots of great podcasts. And if you do a good job, then, you know, it kind of builds its own momentum. But what right. if, I'm a service provider. What if I'm local? Like, how how does that work? And I've, you know, there's definitely ways that that works too. I mean, the most basic, like local marketing would be something like a lunch and learn, right? Like where you host a lunch and learn, you're educating your target market on your topic, your area of expertise. So the win for you is exposure to that target market. The win for them is maybe a free lunch and some education, and then if you can get someone to cross promote that with you and say, Hey, you know, Dustin's got this event coming up, come, come to this local event. Like that's a, that win, win, win comes up again. So think about just in your world and what you do and what like the people you're really trying to reach right now, just your ideal clients. What, how can you lead with the win for someone? And like that will start to unlock this thought pattern of, well, yeah, if I could reach out to so-and-so, maybe we could do a webinar together. Maybe there is a a way for me to promote their book and they promote mine, or maybe there's a way that we can like pull together a virtual summit. Like there's lots yeah, of these ideas of collaboration. And uh, yes, yeah, so I, I had a consulting gig recently with uh it was a, the largest uh, painting franchise for in North America. And they brought me in and we just did some, some virtual training for their five top franchises. And we were trying to come up with like unique things they could do in their communities around partnership marketing. Again, these are service, these are painters and uh, owners yeah. of painting companies, like yeah. they have a hundred employees. So these, they're not like- they're,
0: Right, they're not they're, like creative thinking in the same no, way. Yeah. Or, yeah. and they have
1: like one zip code, right? So that's not like a lot totally. of this online stuff works. Yeah, um, I'm also working with them at the corporate level to kind of help yeah. their national presence. But sure. in this local community, one of the, we came up with multiple strategies. But One of the quick ones for people thinking maybe they have something local they want to promote either for their business or their charity, we, we came up with this idea of basically doing like a VIP happy hour um, for them. It would like inv- inviting the, the top brokers and realtors, commercial and residential to these events, but making them very exclusive. So making them invite only, there's only 20 spots. It's at like the coolest place in town. Maybe it's a bourbon tasting or a wine tasting. And so you get this chance to have a very captive audience that feels really special to be there. And, and you can give those, brokers or agents, like a special bonus for their clients only, right? So again, this all came out of what could we do as a win for your ideal clients? And they said, well, our ideal clients or our ideal deal makers are really these commercial and and residential realtors. It's like, cool. So like, what would be something that they would be excited about? They're like, well, they all like to drink and they like to have a good time and they like to do happy hours. I was like, okay, so maybe let's not do lunch and learn. Let's do like a VIP happy hour. That's kind of the same idea, but it's much more exclusive and fun. So the win for the franchisor was obviously really quick relationship building with these top influencers in their community. The win for the realtors is they get a, a free happy hour, but they also get this special bonus package that now, now they can they can give to their clients. And they're the only yeah. ones that can give that. So like maybe it's a free whatever, pressure washing, yep. some other service, right? It's yeah, their Leverage. status. Yeah. And then their clients... The, these two share the same clients and they're both going to be able to serve them in a really good way because now they're, they're referral partners to each other and they got this special bonus thing that only their clients can get. So it's just like a, that was a kind of a quick win. Yeah, like this is something great. they could do within the next month and organize it. And they already know the people they would love to have relationships with. And it gives them a very warm, fun reason to reach out. Like, Hey, you're one of, you know, 10 other realtors in our, in our community that we're reaching out to because um, we think you're one of the all-stars and we think you're doing great things for, you know, our charities or whatever in the community. Like there's a real relational reason to reach out and have this partnership. So that's uh, that was kind of a local example. If that helps open yeah, people's mind. Yeah. And what up. I
0: think, you know, especially as I'm in this coaching community, as, as are you, and you realize how small it is. A lot of people think that, especially if you're listening to this, you're like, there's a thousand coaches. There's really not that many coaches. There's more, especially after Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi did their million person <laughs> live webinar experience last week. I'm like, don't tell them all our secrets, Tony. But I, <laughs> I'm an open book, right? Like I want people to do it. I want them to actually activate and not just sit on the dream. And that's something that you're really passionate about. Um, another quick example of something that we do as a company every year is we do partnership marketing through our anthology. So it's helping people who want to write a book, partner with other people who have potentially already written a book, our publishing company, obviously publishing it, but actually partnering with with each other's communities to bring that book to life. And then you get as the author in front of all of these different people that you otherwise wouldn't get in front of and that you can now partner with because you've done something together. And so your names are already affiliated. Your names are already associated, even though I'm the coordinator of that. And so I really encourage people to think Outside of a networking experience or outside of an event that you're going to where you're going to learn, because I do conferences, so a lot of people come into those experiences. Go with the intention of like, who can I partner with? Who can I meet here? Like, you don't have to be the person on stage to have clout at the experience. You could go to serve and go and find partners in so many creative outlets just from this episode that you've given out. So, thank you for that wealth of information and hopefully ideation for you guys.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's it's definitely my pleasure. And just it, when you're in that setting, if you go to Tamara's conference, like when you meet someone and you're talking to them or you hear them speak, there's something that you can offer, right? Like it, it maybe it's an introduction, maybe it's um, you know they talked about childcare and you've got some great tip on that. Like it doesn't have to be a paid like business to business type of transaction, but just really listen to people. That's kind of yeah. you know the, for the first key and hear them out, hear what they're hear hear where they could use a little encouragement even. Um, And then make it a point to do that. And that's what I mean by like leading with the wind, giving first, serving first. There is the law of reciprocity and it's real. And it's you don't do it for selfish reasons. You do it to give. But inevitably, when you continue to give on a consistent kind of daily basis, like it comes back in and compounds and spades. So
0: do you hear why Gary Chapman Gary Chapman from the Five Love Languages would give him and his wife kudos in this regard? Because you're so right. Like if we serve first in our relationship, specifically our marriage, which I'm yeah. re- alluding to here. I mean, it's just amazing. Like I, I did this thing called the husband project. Um, gosh, it was probably six years ago now. And it was this little pink book that looks ridiculous. Like it was like a cartoon on the front, but someone suggested it to me. And basically it was me getting out of my own way to love my husband first. And it was something you were supposed to do in private. So he would never know about it. And if they didn't know the little acts of kindness that you would do on those specific days, you weren't supposed to be like, you didn't notice that I. <laughs> You know, put picked your socks up off the ground for the 5,000th time, right? Like, you're not supposed to talk about it. You're just supposed to, as you do that specific act or challenge for the day, really just put your heart set towards um, what that would do for that person. And I think the way that you even gained that partnership with Ryan is such a beautiful testimony to, like, your heart to serve. And that's why, like, that fruit that I mentioned in the forefront of this conversation is so apparent because that's how you you show up because people are literally willing to give you their fruit off of their tree and it be plentiful and restore all the bushels around you if you are willing to help them cultivate, right? And that's what you were doing. You were just being a watering can. And I think when people do go to networking experiences or they go to conferences like Grow Your Business for God's sake or even on this podcast sometimes, there might be an element that they don't want to like offend people by yeah. sharing their perspective or sharing their expertise, one, because they don't want to put themselves on like a pedestal, but they don't want to offend what work or effort they have put into it. Grow your business for God's sake. No, really, I mean it. Grow your business for God's sake. That's right. Business is ministry and ministry is business. And it's time we take action in this belief and show up in our anointing with fresh fire. This is a cultivation conference. This is an activation conference. I want to see you reap the harvest, the promise that was predestined for you in your purpose and your calling. But you've got to go back to the root in order to do that. Come and let us water you so you can come fully alive and fully free every single day to make the impact you were born to make so others can also reap the legacy of your harvest forevermore. Let's do this. In Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th, you do not want to miss it. Get your tickets today at growforgod.com. That's right. And that's easy. growforgod.com. Can't wait to see you there. Hug your neck and grow together. Yeah, I heard this earlier. I was listening to um, the Bible Basics, a uh, business book by a rabbi, Daniel, um, I can't think of his last name offhand, Daniel Liam, I think, don't quote me. Um, But he was talking this morning about how there's two different ways you would approach if someone is asking you if their suit looks nice on them. If they had already bought the suit, you're going to say something really different than if they still had tags on the suit. If they still have tags on the suit, you're going to be like, actually, there's this other store I highly recommend. It would look slender. You wouldn't have to get it tailored. There'd be all these other things versus if they already are wearing the suit and they're at the event, you're going to be like, you look swell. You look great. I love it, right? Not to say either one is wrong or either one is not being honest. It's this understanding of offense, And so I would really encourage people to take away that spirit of offense and go in with that heart of service and, and you be the solution to maybe a little error or a problem or something that they could do better that you've witnessed, which is exactly what you did for Ryan in the shop that day. And I, I think if people would stop being so me centered on what am I going to get out of this, because that's often why you go to a networking event and more so of like, how can I serve a, a potential partner? Man, I just think that would change so much.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're uh, preaching to the choir here, right?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> so yeah, good, though. Absolutely.
1: That's. Uh, I I don't know. I guess it, maybe it kind of comes natural, but I I really feel like in those early years of our marriage and some of the struggles we went through, and having the humility to basically mm-hmm. go share that with people. And I've had other um, like men's groups and things where anytime we're able to be vulnerable and be transparent and really open up like you have no idea how many people you're helping so like if someone relates to some little aspect of your story it can give them so much hope it's something that they hold on to in ways that you just never even it's like you'll never know like you'll never know the impact of doing that but like that's i I think what you said there is beautiful in the sense that like do it with humility but it's a service to other people to be vulnerable and help and 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 put yourself forward in a way to, to try to be helpful, right? So it's, yeah, I, I understand there's kind of this fine line, like, well, if I'm, um, well, I sound, uh, I don't know, like, too proud or something right, like that. You're talking about or things something, you've yeah. done in your experiences, but no, it's really, you know, it's, it's do it with transparency. And then it, then you'll have the intended effect, which is to really inspire people with the things that you've accomplished and the things that you've struggled with, because we all have both of those <laughs> under in our yeah. history.
0: Yeah, completely, and I think especially when we're talking to you and and people again going back to the original part of this podcast where like people thinking, gosh, I could never multitask and run three companies at the same time. Uh, it's it's no different than knowing someone who has made it to where do they fail? What are the pitfalls? What are the things that you struggled with? And for us as a, a couple who are both entrepreneurs. Oh man that laundry list is long. <laughs> so many areas where even from a financial standpoint of getting ourselves out of hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt because our marriage was struggling because I quit both of my areas of of entrepreneurship in order to be an entrepreneur in my marriage. Like I made that business. Like my business is now you. And when I did that, that's when literally our entire lives, all of our marriage, the way that I mothered, the way that I showed up in all of my relationships changed because I came out of self. And I came into this, this partnership for the first time and understanding unity. And my husband and I just celebrated our 10 years oh, wow. of being married things. We did a renewal just a couple of weeks ago. And it's just it, when that is the foundation of how you get to show up in these other businesses and other partnerships, you really can lean on what you've learned in that space. And sadly, marriages, you know, the divorce rate is what it is, but it's this knowing that there's hope. There's people like yourselves that are being an amazing example in that realm and marriage retreats, as you mentioned. I don't know if you're still doing those or not through engaged marriage, but I really want people to have access to the e courses and things you're mentioning because it really is the foundation of how you can be successful in business. If if you ask me,
1: yeah, absolutely. You know, we're not, we haven't, we need to, but we haven't, we haven't done any in person things since you know COVID. But um, but yeah, absolutely. The uh, the online resources are there, and something you said, I, I think maybe people can. I would like to say this out loud so that it doesn't sound like everything is just like roses, right? So in middle of 2017, I was struggling huge because I was working 50, 60 hours a week at my engineering job, had engaged marriage going, desperately wanted to like do something different, but just didn't, I I was stuck and I felt super stuck at that point. And at some point I call it an epiphany, but I felt like this piece that came down and it was this idea that there really are no, with a few exceptions, there really are no permanent decisions and that's that, that like hit me like with so much conviction that like, hey, you know, I, sh- I should be wise about this. But like if I make this transition into self-employment and entrepreneurship and I really am not good at it, like I could just go back to engineering, you know, like, yes. and, and it like t- it yes. took all this weight off my shoulders. But there's still this practical aspect of, of how do you actually make that dramatic of a change? Because this is the part I wanted to kind of say out loud. My wife was a stay at home mom for eight years. And she was a stay-at-home mom at that time. So I was the only income. I was all the insurance. And so this idea of walking Mm -hmm. away from the six-figure engineering career to kind of take a bet on myself and be able to do entrepreneurship was a huge thing. And what got us through that was that second half of 2017 was like super intentional communication with my wife and my kids. Like, Hey, I know I work a lot. I'm going to be working like way more for the next six months.
0: All right. You might see me more, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And by the end of this year, I'm going to know, am I making this leap or not? So then when I did, we had kind of a war chest established. You know, we paid off all our debts and all that previously. So it made it um, feasible. And my wife, you're saying that you guys are both entrepreneurs. My wife's like the anti-entrepreneur in a sense that (laughs) she loves security. She loves the whole nine to five. Like she thought I was crazy, but to her credit, she trusted me. And say, hey, I know you feel this calling and you feel like convicted to do it. I'm still so here to support you. Realize that like anything you can do to make it less scary for me is good. <laughs> right. um, and so we kind of had that really clear path and open communication. And we were, you know, in, in hindsight, it was a success story. But um, yeah, for anyone listening, it's like, man, I have, the, I do want to make some big change. I'm a huge fan of taking a leap of faith, but in a really smart way (laughs) and planning, getting coaching around it, getting being part of a community to support you in that, in the, in these major changes um, such as I went through almost five years ago now. So,
0: Yeah, that's such sound, sage advice, y'all, because when I speak to my story and my being able to quit two positions in order to put that as the priority, that's not everybody's storyline. Now, mind you, I thought my husband was providing at the time, and we were going into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt because I couldn't even process any extra ailing point. And so he was doing it out of protection to support us and to put marital health and our, all of those things as the priority, my mental health, my emotional health, my spiritual health, all those things. He literally laid his life down. Um, but in the midst of that, I was financially not sound on what was transpiring. And so it took us this crawl of getting out once that became aware to me. And and at the same time, people were from the outside were looking in, we're like, oh, they've got it so easy. Like she doesn't even have to work. She's a stay at home mom, right? And meanwhile, right. I'm like postpartum deficit, right? And I just I want people as they hear our stories to not necessarily think, oh, I'm gonna just jump in that direction. There's so many details, there's so many backstories, there's so many generational bondage and generational pushes, both good and bad, that were transpiring. And so everybody's journey is different. But I think ultimately if we can come back to what you said in the foundation of this conversation is the element of relationships. And for Dustin and I both, it's our relationship with God before it is even our relationship with our, our marriage partner that then is the relationship of our business partners. Because when that's out of alignment, that is what breaks, and when that breaks, everything breaks. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm excited that I have a new friend, a new partner that I can re- reach out to, and they, what are you doing? How's it working? Um, but I want everybody else to have those same resources, and so which part, which business meets (laughs) you? Do you want some fire Creek sticks? You need some meat for your kids' lunch boxes or for your own? Do you need some business coaching, some simple solutions specifically around that um, partnership marketing that he's speaking to, or do you need some help in your love life and just need some support in that arena? Any of the above it's founded on the rock, which is why we show up on fit and faith every single day. Dustin, do you have any like final comments or thoughts before we say goodbye for the day?
1: Uh, no, I mean, I think this was uh, I, I'll, my final thought, I guess, is just I absolutely love what you're doing. I love your energy and the spirit around making sure that people see business in a positive light and that it is a fruit and it is something positive and it is something that you can be called to. And it's not um, in any way selfish uh, to, to to listen to these these calls. And if you're not sure where you're being called or kind of where your purpose is, like what you just said is it start with the relationship with God first, those quiet moments, a little bit of prayer in the morning, some gratitude, and it will start to unlock and really help get you into the flow of, of the business you know, side of this equation. Um, so no, I just want to kind of hold you up, Tamara, and say thank you for all that you're doing.
0: Oh, thanks so much. And you're right. And if people could just open their eyes to that piece that you're talking about, like God is so active in speaking to us every single day on the direction in which we're supposed to go. I think the number one thing that people come to me for from a business development perspective is clarity. Like they have this prompting, but they just literally feel like they're in a clouded room and they don't know where they're supposed to go, how they're supposed to get there, but they've had this vision that's been gifted to them. And I think if people stopped focusing so much on how and they just simmered and sat and remained as we're supposed to remain in the vine with the why, like the, how comes to fruition. There's the people that you run into. There's the meat shops you walk into. Like there's, <laughs> there's so much right in front of us when our eyes and our hearts are, are open And our hands. I think that postured open hand is, is just as important. And that open hand is reciprocal. So if you're on the other end of this podcast right now and you need help, we want to help you. Um, but if you can also offer help in any of the arenas we spoke to, we want to hear from you, too. If you have more wisdom on how we can grow our businesses. I don't think I've ever said this on our podcast ever. But if you're out there listening, you're like, Tamara should do this better. Tamara could do this thing. Or Dustin could really use my subscription box. Let's right. let's. Listen- Let's connect and create (laughs) partnerships after this show. We appreciate you, Dustin, for being here. Thank you to your wife as well for sticking at your side as you have gone down this entrepreneurial path. And I'm just prayerful for continued blessings for you and your family as you continue this thing out. I'm excited to see what more businesses you develop. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Tamara. And I know we talked about it a lot. I mean, this, the easy thing to remember for people, simplesuccesscoaching.com. That's got links to all the other stuff I do. Um, but that's, you know, get in contact. I'm very much a relational person. So if you had something that came up that you thought was interesting, or you have a question, or like you said, if, if you have a suggestion for me, I'm all ears. And uh, yeah, just hop on there, shoot me an email. I'm very much an, an open book. And I would love to connect with your audience in any way that that's helpful to them.
0: So good. Again, at simplesuccesscoaching.com. Nice and easy. All right, y'all. Have a blessed day. Hey, y'all. It's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts. And you can tag me and the guests, and we will surely feature you on our instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting, and I say we because the Fit and Faith team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith way.
1: Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a Theology and Apologetics podcast.
0: We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community.
1: Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ.
0: To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.